Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Look at the person next to you saying, you need a word. Come on, lift your Bibles up. I'm lifting my phone because I got the Harvest Church mobile app. Let's go. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. So, God, we pray that you would speak to us now. We are open and we are ready. I rebuke every distraction of any shape, form, or fashion. And we declare that we are focused. And we declare that we are unwavering. Speak to us right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Can you lift your hands and worship God for three seconds right there? Three, two, come on Wednesday. Hallelujah. So let's go to work. So this is your biblically mandated year of Jubilee. Why is that important to understand that this is a biblical mandate? Because this is something that God says, I have ordered this to happen in your life. Now, either you can walk in the order or you can ignore the order. But I don't know about you. My mind is made up. I'm walking in this order. I'm not letting anything or anybody interrupt my year of Jubilee. A year of Jubilee has three components. Number one celebration, which means it's going to be a win or a win for you. Everything that happens for you this year is going to happen. Pay attention to how I said it for you. Nothing is going to happen to you this year. Everything that happens will be happening for you this year, which means if it's great news, it's a celebration. If it's news that you were like, I wish it was different, it's still a celebration. If it's somebody calling to say they support you, it's a celebration. If it's somebody saying, I don't support you, it's a celebration. Why? You just freed the seat up so I can get somebody in the seat that we'll celebrate. Number two, it is a year of emancipation. This means that you will not have any of the restrictions from your previous years. And I need you to hear me. You cannot treat 2023 like it is any prior year of life. These jubilee years only happen once every 50 years, which means for some of you, watch me, you've never ever seen a jubilee before. And if you did see it, you didn't know you were in it. 
which means for many people, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity. And God says, you got 365 days for you to have no restrictions. I don't care what you didn't do last year. I don't care what didn't work last year. I don't care what didn't work last decade. I don't care what you got denied for last year. I don't care what did not work. You are in a year of jubilee, so you have no restrictions. Watch me. I've come against the restrictions of your insecurities. Because a lot of what you haven't done wasn't because you didn't have clarity. It's because you didn't have the courage to do it. Because your insecurities kept you bound. I come against your shyness. I come against your timidity. I come against anything in your mind telling you you are not able. The Apostle Paul said, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. And in your jubilee year, you're going to go from I hope so to baby I did that thing. You're going to go from it was on my vision board to I got to update it because everything I said I was going to do, I got it done. You're going to go from it was on my targeted prayer list to I got to check the stuff off of my targeted prayer list. Why? Because the Lord has done great things and we are glad. Number three, it is a year of restoration. And anytime God restores something, he gives it back to you better than it was before. Hear me. You do not want it to go back to the way it was. Let me help you understand something. In the natural, the scripture teaches us that natural things teach us spiritual principles. When the pandemic came, it changed everything. The way people work, the way people act, the way people talk. And some people keep saying things like this. I can't wait for it to go back to the way that it was. Pay attention, and I need you to hear me clearly. In your life, God is not interested in anything going back. Back to the way it used to be. Watch me, because that would be backtracking. And he's a God of progress, not regression. Which means anything God does, God says, I want it to be better than the way that it was before. This is why we don't need revival in America. America has never been properly vibed in the first place. What we need is we need a kingdom move of God that shakes everything and changes everything. And takes those that were at the back and put them at the front. Takes Davids out of the field that nobody knew their name and puts them in positions of power. I wish you would open your mouth and say, it's restoration for me. I, yeah, I don't need you to get back to how you used to be. I need you to be better than how you were used to be. I don't need you to get back to how you used to take care of yourself. I need you to take care of yourself better than you've ever taken care of yourself. I don't need your marriage to go back to how it used to be. I need your marriage to be better than it's ever been. I don't need your kids to go back to how they used to act. I need those jokers to act better than they've ever acted before. Celebration emancipation and restoration those are three things that you can expect in a jubilee year sunday i taught you this principle you need both of them both of them is a colloquialism for both of them because in a jubilee year it's not either or it is both look at me if there's no restrictions why would you remove an option i'll say it again if there's no restrictions, why would you remove an option? Either or means I've removed one of them as an option. Both means I've decided that both of them can happen. H hear me. You can have your job, watch me, and build you a seven-figure business. <laughs> you don't want to talk to me? Watch me. You can be an amazing wife and an amazing businesswoman. You can be, y'all ain't gonna talk. You can be an amazing husband and an amazing servant in God's church. I, I need you to stop saying it's either or. Open your mouth Wednesday and shout, it's both and. Whenever two things come together, however, there's gonna be tension. Okay, let's get into it. Whenever two things come together, there's going to be tension. Pay attention. Whenever you're working with people, you need to anticipate tension. Stop expecting something that's not natural. 
You're expecting to work with people that, watch me, are different than you, and you're expecting them to be like you, and you are anticipating there being no tension. And so consequently, when you see tension, you think that means taper. Okay? Well, tension means this. It's a strain from forces acting in opposition to each other. It means, it means, watch me, tension works like this. You going that way, watch me, I'm going this way, watch me, because we don't recognize that our connection means we have to work together. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, you're doing what you're supposed to do, but the tension is that we have to recognize this thing is supposed to work together, okay? Watch me, here's the second definition of tension, it means stretching, say stretching. Now, listen, if you were to look at this, this is a slingshot. This is the nicest slingshot. I won't even take the plastic off of it. I'm like your grandmama's living room. I'm not taking the plastic off of this. It's so nice. Now, pay attention. Watch me. Um, If I don't pull this back, I can never launch anything. See, many of you want progress, progressive uh, actions, and you want to make progress, and you want to have movement, but you don't want tension. You don't want stretching. You say, God, I want better. Well, we're going to have to stretch you because the you that you were was only good enough to get you to where you are. But where you're trying to go means we're going to have to stretch it out. I wish you'd tell somebody next to you, say, stretch it out. See, the way you thought was good enough to get you what you have. But to get you what you prayed for, you're going to have to. The way you believed was good enough to get you what you have. But you're believing for bigger, which means you're going to have to. The leader you were was good enough. Watch me. When average was tolerated. But now that that's not tolerated. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Watch me. Watch me. What you allowed in your family was acceptable. Until you decided, I'm not going to, watch me, work and then come home to hell. To hell with that. It's going to require some stretching. All right, so pay attention. Attention is strained from forces acting in opposition to one another. And then it means to stretch. David never kills Goliath without tension. He never loads and fires off without tension. You want victory without any tension. You want a better marriage without any Every time we talk, it gets tense. Duh! Tension. Stretching. You want, watch me, you want to be better, not realizing the job of a coach is to intentionally create tension. You know what ticks me off about people? Is that people think that they know more than the one that has been set over them. And the problem with the scriptures, the scripture says, is that, watch me, if God wanted you to be the leader, Look at your neighbor. Say, he would have made you the leader. Yeah, since he didn't, that's his answer. Which means, watch me. Which, watch me. Let me help some of y'all. Because you think, well, they need to do it like this. They need to do it like this. Maybe there's a reason he didn't put you at the top. Because maybe the only place that idea works is in your head. But question, what have you ruled over? What have you built? What have you developed? What have you conquered? Tension. The job of a good coach is to intentionally create Attention. It's his job to come into the player who thinks, I killed that game. I killed that game. No, you didn't actually. You didn't do that good. Look at the footage. It's not great. You just hating on me. I'm not hating on you. My job is to create tension. 
to make you go be better. Oh my God, I'm going to help you tonight. I'm going to help you tonight. My job is to create tension. Somebody say tension. God creates tension in your life. Can I teach it to you? In Job chapter 1, Satan comes into the meeting of the sons of God, the archangels, the seven that stand before God. And because God is ready to upgrade Job's life, the Bible never records that Job ever asked for an upgrade. But because God is so good, he looked at Job and said, this is not enough. It's about to be a jubilee for you, Job. But to create jubilee, I first have to create some tension. So what am I going to do? I'm going to let the enemy come mess with you to create some tension. Have you considered my servant Job? What is God doing? He's loading it that there's none like him. <laughs> and Job is like, God, why are you doing this to me? Because I'm going to make you better. Because in 40 chapters, you're about to have. Okay, okay. Let me say this prophecy again. Because in the first 52 days of this year, you're about to. You're about to be like Nehemiah where he rebuilt the wall in 52 days. And for some of you, before you get out of the month of February 23, you will have accomplished what you thought was going to take you the entire year. But to do that, I first have to create tension. I have to create tension. He says, have you considered my servant Job that there is none like him? So God creates tension. Then you think it was enough for Job. In fact, one might say, Job don't need to go through no more. He's been through enough. He fell down and he worshiped God. Didn't he pass this test? Uh, that was easy. God, he lost everything. Lost his children, lost his stuff. Yeah. yeah but let me see what happens if the tension is with him personally. <laughs> Lay your hands on yourself. Say, this one's personal. See, it, it's one thing to deal with tension around you. It's another thing when you ain't even feeling you. I wish I had some people in this room. You ever had a moment where you were like, I want to cuss myself out. I, I wish I had honest people in this building and I'm like, you ever had a moment where you kept yourself on TikTok, on Instagram, distracted with other stuff because you did not want to have to deal with. So what does you do? So then he allows his body Stretched, tension. Job looked good, now he got boils on his body. <laughs> Job looked good, now he's got, she's scraping the boils and the scabs off of his body. And God says, I'm just creating. I'm stretching you. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, I need to create some tension. Um, Listen, you're about to pay for sins you didn't commit. Let me, let me help you understand something. Here's the burden of leadership. It's on you. So you're responsible for things that you didn't necessarily. For every parent, it's your house. It's quiet in this building. For every husband, you were the one that said, I'm going to cover. Well, cover. You know what covering means? Take the hits first. I don't like your silence. Y'all about to. You know what leader means? Take the hits first. You ready? You know what being a boss means? That you have to look at the financials. And then you walk in there and see your team eating crackers and Cheetos and stuff. And you, and you looking at reports. Are you catching the point? So, 
Check this out. So tension, tension, it's a natural part of what needs to happen for growth. You never know how far you can be stretched until you are stretched beyond how far you thought you could be stretched. And I'm going to tell some of y'all, God's got you stretched all kind of ways. And guess what? Just enjoy the stretch because if he stops the stretch, he's going to stop the surge. If he stops the stretch, there'll be no jubilee. Look at the person next to you saying, I need my jubilee. Tell her. So this tension must be tamed. And that's what we're going to talk about for a few minutes. This tension must be tamed. What does this mean? It must be mastered. It must be subdued. All right. Because, listen, the purpose of the tension is not to break you. Now, it feels like it. Don't it feel like, don't it look like this going to break? Don't it look like if I keep going, it's going to break? Okay, okay, but the Bible says a threefold cord isn't easily born, uh, easily broken. That's why you are a spirit that has a soul that lives in a physical body. You are a threefold cord. Which means God says, you're not going to break that easy. I can stretch you, and I'm stretching you in ways that you're like, I can't take no more. Yes, you can. Take some more. I can't do no more. Yes, you can. Take some more. God, I'm about to break. No, you're not. You don't know how far you can be stretched. Why? Because you're not in charge of the stretching. Would you lift your hands and tell, Lord, tell the Lord, say, Lord, I'm open. This tension must be mastered. This tension must be subdued. Pay attention. It cannot be stopped. You just have to know how to handle it. So I gave you these areas on Sunday where you need both of them, all right? Both of them, as we say. Right, number one, right heart and right habits. Proverbs 4.23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. So let's deal with this. Keep. I taught you that that means to watch. You have to watch yourself. Then you have to observe yourself. At the end of every day, you should look back and observe how you handled that day. Because a lot of the stuff that you were mad about in the middle of the stretch, when you look back at it, was actually you that was wrong in the stretch. It's easy to point fingers at everybody else, which means you haven't yet tamed your tension. Come on. It's easy to say, she should have did this, he should have did this, he should have did that. But guess what? You're the one being stretched, which means you have to learn how to tame your own attention. You got to look at yourself. Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, watch yourself. Right? It means watch. It means observe. Inspect for hidden things injected. Because in your heart, what does heart mean in scripture? It means your mind. There are things that will be injected that you don't even know have been injected into you. Um, there's things that can be injected that are poisonous that you don't even recognize are poisonous. Uh, there's certain chemicals in your home that they'll have the warning label on the back that they'll say, if ever this is injected, follow these steps because watch me, this is only supposed to be used for this. Watch me, something external. But if something that's supposed to stay external ever gets inside, what, what goes from being a help becomes a hurt. What goes from being a help becomes a hindrance, which means you have got to deal with this according to poison control standards. Why? Because if you don't handle it right, it will take you out of here. And for some of you, there are things that were supposed to stay outside that you let get inside and you don't even recognize you're walking around with poison from previous situations in your life. And now it's in your heart. It affects how you walk, how you talk, how you act. Watch me. You are acting like that woman from 10 years ago. That's not who you are anymore. You're acting like that man from five years ago. That's not who you are anymore. You're acting like that victimized child you're not a victim you are a victor so he says keep your heart with all diligence which means you have to stay on top of this thing you have to tame the tension okay you missed it where's the tension at where, where, where's the tension at the tension is your old heart and your old habits 
So the tension is, how do I watch me when I want to say I was right? Let's go back to the verse. It's quiet in this building tonight. It's like the Roman Catholic. Y'all should have told me. I should have worn my robes. It's like a Roman Catholic church service tonight. You ready? Watch. How do I watch me when, the, when it's easier to watch you? Looking at me requires more work than looking at you. Okay, just look around. Look around. In the building, look around. At home, look around. You see how easy it is to watch everybody else? To watch you, you now have to do something that's uncomfortable. You're going to have to open up your purse, open up your phone. You're going to have to click around. You're going to have to get a mirror up, and you're going to have to look at yourself, which means, watch me, I have to tame the tension of looking at me when I really want to spend my time judging you. Y'all ain't saying nothing tonight. What's the tension? Observe yourself. It's easy to observe everybody else. But the tension is I have to observe me. And when I speak in the first person, I'm talking about you. <laughs> okay? Inspect for hidden things injected. It's easy to see when somebody else has a poisonous attitude. It's real different for you to look at yourself and say, ooh, that was me. Y'all better hit me. It's a whole nother world. You want to get all pop, 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 rah, 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 rah. And then, watch me. Here's the tension. The Holy Ghost will be like, for real though? And some of you, the problem is, you've done so much damage by the time you decide to be diligent, it's too late. You still here? He says, he says, watch, observe, inspect yourself for hidden things. You have to ask yourself, why do you act like that? Why do you get so upset about that? Why are you so mad about that? Why are you tripping about that? Why do you have resting unhappy face? <laughs> just look, just wake up. That's the tension. Look at your neighbor and say, tame the tension. Because your old heart's going to try to come out. Your old heart's going to try to press forward. Okay, look at Mark 7 and 13. He says, you make the word of God of no effect through your tradition, your rituals, or your habits, which you have handed down, and many such things you do. So I told you on Sunday, you have to have the right heart and the right habits. You can't just have the right mindset and not have the right movements. You can't just make the right moves but not have the right heart. The people have done the right things, but they did them from the wrong heart, so they never got the right results. You got it? Say, I need both of them. So here's the tension. Here's the tension of how do you look at your habits. Who did I get this from? Stop talking about this is how I am. That is not you. You sat up and watched your mama do that. Who did I get this from? That's just how I am. That's not you, sir. You watch your daddy do that or not do that. It's quiet. Here's, how you here's the tension of your habits. Here's the tension. You have to ask yourself, is this habit godly? Like, is, is, this, a, is this a godly habit? Or am I just going to ride grace and hope that it never catches up? It's quiet in the building. You're just going to drink like a fish and get in the car and just say, Lord, keep me. No judgment. I'm just trying to keep you alive. So you can experience your jubilee. Look at the person next to you say, you will live a long 
healthy, anointed, blessed, prosperous life. Come on, just, just do this. Say, I rebuke early death off of you. Oh, my God. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. Prophesy to him. Say, I speak long life into you. I hear the Lord. Go with me. And we come against death by diabetes. And we come against death by heart complications. And we come against death by veins that will not open up and allow the blood to flow. I don't know who I'm praying this for. I don't know if you're in this building or online. But I command your blood flow to regulate itself now in the name of Jesus. I need y'all to worship God like he's interrupted the message to heal somebody's body. Go! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, Wednesday, say, heal, God. Here's the tension of your habits. Who would I get this from? Is this godly? Is it godly to act like that? Like, would you do that in front of Jesus? Would you do that in front of the Lord? <laughs> like, would, like, would Jesus be sitting up just watching you do that? Like, this is what we're doing? See, watch me. If you have to hide it, you know you're wrong in the first place. If you have to conceal it from a leader, you know you're wrong in the first place. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Number three, is this helping me or is it hurting me to love God, love people, and love life? Is it helping you or is it a hindrance to you? How is it helping you love God? How is it helping you love people? How is it helping you love your life? How is it helping? Because if it's not helping do those things, there's the tension. And the tension is sometimes just because it's good to me doesn't mean... It's good for me. It's quiet in this building. <laughs> the old school's upon tonight. Jesus. Come on, let's go. All right, so look at this. So look at this. So I gave you these different heart types on Sunday. So let me explain the tension to you. So the first heart type is an unfaithful heart. Let's go. Uncommitted. So where's the tension? Is, here's your tension. Is that you're always going to fight with commitment issues. With everything. It ain't just relationships. With everything. You won't commit to a Netflix subscription. You're using your friends. It's five profiles on there. and And you get mad at them when they didn't pay the Netflix bill and you don't want... You won't commit to a cell phone plan. You are 40 on your mama's plan. Baby, bye. Anytime there's commitment, there's tension. There's tension. Watch me. When it's time to make a decision, because you have a commitment issue, decisions are hard. I don't know what I'm going to do. It ain't even that difficult of a decision. You're losing sleep. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, oh, Lord, it's such a tough decision. It's not tough. You're just unfaithful. But tonight. Okay. Here's the tension. Uh, you, an unfaithful heart it abandons when commitment creates discomfort. So here's the tension. The enemy always wants you to be pushed to a place where you're uncomfortable. And now you experience discomfort so that you can justify your detachment. Y'all coordinated that one. You can justify. See, see, this why. No, nothing even had to happen. You were going to find a reason. Like, uncommitted people, they're going to find a reason to have an issue with church. You know, when Bishop was preaching and he kept pulling that back, he kept pulling it back in my direction. You think I'm thinking about, I ain't thinking about you. I remember 
remember people would, people in years past would come up to me and say, I know you were talking about me in that message. I said, to be honest, I, if you, you are very arrogant. I don't be thinking nothing about you. I'm talking to the people on these kids. I'm obeying the Holy Ghost. And if you think, watch me, if I'm a, listen, let me help you understand what kind of man I am. If I need to say something to you, you better be glad I sent somebody to you opposed to me saying it to you. Because your little feelings would have been, okay, y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. You better be grateful I sent a representative. I was protecting your heart. <laughs> Bible says in Romans 13, I'm God's avenger. <laughs> I do not bear the sword in vain. This means when I speak, lives are going to change. So you sure you, you want me to do this? Like He-Man. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I ain't scared of Skeletor. Listen. <laughs> People would come up to me. They would come up and say, I know you were preaching about me. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I said, that's called the Holy Ghost. And I said, you know what that's called? Conviction. Uh-oh. But since you're unfaithful, conviction feels like condemnation. So rather than saying, you know what? You're right. I just got checked. Come on, God. Check me, God. Ha. And the Holy Ghost is like, this is your opportunity to get it together. You better shut your mouth and get it together. Touch three people say, get it together. I love when my man of God is preaching. And he said, I'm like, say it. Talk to me. Yes. Lord, Father, forgive me. Wow. Woo. I don't take it personal. Why? Because I'm not unfaithful. Touch your neighbor and say, I speak faithfulness over you. Okay? I, but that's the tension. That's the tension. So you'll wonder why you have these feelings. It's a tension and you have to tame it. It's the tension and you have to tame it. Watch me. If you have commitment issues, let me give you one more issue. All right? Marriage. See, here's what can happen. While you're trying to tame the tension, you get tied up, tangled up, wrapped up. And now you feel stuck like Chuck. But I'm here tonight to unravel. The tension you've been in. I rebuke your entanglements. Come on. Relationships are very difficult for people with an unfaithful heart. Because the moment anything happens to justify, listen, it's, you know what? You told me you could cook. And if you lied about being able to cook, what else are you lying about? Let's, let's end this. She thought she could. <laughs> you better get you an Uber Eats account. Listen, I... That's the tension. Let's go to the next one. Next one. Unprincipled heart. So if you have an unprincipled heart, remember I taught you that these are the types of hearts you can have. And what's your heart in scripture? Your mind. So if you're unprincipled, here's the tension, is you're always looking for who you can use. The tension is, is that you see people as stepping stones, not souls. I'm going to use this to get to this. I'm going to use this to get to this. So there's the tension. Because now every person you see, you see as an opportunist. And what does an opportunist do? Their words never match their actions. They tell you they love you, and then they do stuff. You're like, clearly you don't love me. Clearly this is just a good opportunity for you. This is just a way for you to not have to. Oh, oh, mm. 
Come on, let me move. Let's go to the next one. Come on, come on. Let's go to the next one. Come on, let's go. All right, next one. An untruthful heart. This heart creates lies to avoid rejection. So it'll just make something up. So-and-so don't even like me. You don't even know that to be truthful. The tension is, when you're untruthful, is that you're a liar. And the average American lies three times a day. Look at your neighbor and speak life into them. Say, I rebuke your lying. Come on. And before you try to say, I ain't lying, the statistics tell us you just lied. The average American, and consequently these statistics are global, lies a thousand times a year. That's the average. Which means there's some people who lie a whole lot more than that. So, watch me. When you're untruthful, you will lie on, watch me, it'll be automatic. You'll lie about stuff you don't have to. But there's the tension. The tension is you're going to have to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, that's not true. It wasn't that bad. This heart is it's overboard. Oh, my God, did you see all of that? What? All them swords they had at church. Oh, them swords they had at church. It's one sword. The tension is your desire to embellish to feel important. The desire to embellish to justify actions. Like it's quiet. Let's go. This is why we gotta we gonna push through this. Come on. No, uh, go back. Go back. All right, ask me. This heart rebels. See, because this heart fears rejection so badly, where do you see the creation of this heart? With Adam. Adam did this. He lied to God to avoid rejection that he was never going to receive. Adam, did you do what I said not to? Wait a minute. Hold on now. Lord, you're coming real strong at me today, Lord. This woman you gave me, Why? He's scared of rejection. He's scared God is going to cancel him. And if all he, look at me, all Adam had to do was say, I own it. It's my fault. I, I own it. That's the end of the whole Bible. And the Lord ruled, reigned, conquered, and subdued, and that's it. Everything else after that is all because of his untruthful heart. Why does Jesus have to come? His untruthful heart. Why did the children of Israel have to wander? His untrue part. Question, what extra are you creating because of your lies? That's why I say this for Wednesday. I'm going to shout you in a minute. Come on, I'm going to take you up. This heart rebels. So watch me. This heart finds a reason to not do what it's supposed to. And that's the tension. Because this heart's default is to say, don't touch the oranges. These oranges? I just wasn't sure which oranges you was talking about. Ninja, what other oranges are there? Come on, let's go to the next one. <laughs> An unsoftened heart. This heart is callous. This heart feels like somebody has been working out in the gym with no gym gloves. I tried that. I don't wear no gloves. Then I looked at my hands. I said, no, we're going to wear some gloves. 
Can't be shaking. Can't be the people's bishop and the people be like, God dog, bishop. You worked out on every machine in the gym today? God dog. What does a callus mean? A callus is a hardened shell to prevent hurt, but instead it creates hurt. You're trying so hard not to be hurt, you don't even realize you're creating the hurt. It's callous. And there's the tension. The tension is, I need, they have this thing. One of my adjectives got it for me because I was, I was trying to figure out how to get rid of it. I was YouTube and videos and all that kind of stuff because I had developed a, you know, a few calluses on my hand. He said, oh, no, sir, there's this thing uh, that you, you get, and, you, and it's a little whatever. I don't know. And it's, <laughs> it's something. All I know is this, is that I push on, and I turn the power all the way up, and, I, and that thing goes, and then all of a sudden, in 30 seconds, my hand looks brand new. I looked at my hands, and it looked new. <laughs> my feet was good, so I didn't have to do that, too. When you are callous, you can't, look at me. When you're callous, you are creating the hurt that you don't want to have. Because nothing can get through to you. So the only way to get through to you is you have to be hurt. I'll say it again. Because nothing can get through to you, the only way to get through to you is you have to hurt. Why? The only way to get to you is you have to be cut. Because we can't get through to you by talking. So the only way God can get through to you is he has to allow you to be hurt. Let me give you an example in scripture. We're almost done. Samson, Samson, you won't listen to me about these skeezers. Uh, ladies. I told you about this one. I told you about this one. So the only way you're going to learn is you're going to need, gonna need, a, need a, Del a Delilah who's going to have to hurt you. And the problem is, when she hurts you, you don't recover. You only recover when it's time to die. And I don't know who I need to say this for. You have to recover from past hurt. Watch me. This month. You cannot let it go beyond this month. Lift your hands in this building and no line. Say, and I'm totally healed. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I let go of hurt, bitterness, pain. And unforgiveness. Samson never ever healed because his heart was hardened. It, it, it was an unsoftened heart. So literally, the only time he heals is at the very end of his life when the Bible says and his hair began to grow again. And then he curses himself with his words. Some of you have to be careful with your words because Samson says, Lord, if you just let me get them one more time, I'm good. And what he should have said is, Lord, forgive me for all the wrong I've done. Now, I'm going to need this time, I'm going to need my eyes back. Look at your neighbor and say, stop limiting what you ask God for. I, I don't care what your record is, what your background is, what you think he can't do. We serve the God of the impossible. We serve a water walking. We serve a manna dropping. We serve a rock water opening God. Open your mouth say, he can do the impossible. Samson cursed himself because so he, he says, just let me kill, just let me get him one more time. And that's all he got. Why? He was so hardened when he could live, he didn't want to. Some of y'all, I just want to live. You're so hardened when he gives you the opportunity to do it, you don't know what to do with life. So you blame stuff. Well, it's because of church. No, it's because of you. It's because of this. No, it's because of you. It's you. It's you. It's you. Mm -hmm. Let's move. Last two, an unfocused heart. This heart is a double-souled heart. 
Um, scripture says that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Here's the tension. The tension with this heart type is that everything with you is back, back, forth, and forth. Everything with you is a dance. Everything with you is a lot of extra. Because since you have two minds about everything, and you'll say, I'm just a, you'll just say, I like to examine all the possibilities. No, you're unfocused. You have no clue where you're trying to go, so you never go anywhere. Come on, touch the person next to you say, I speak strength to your focus. Come on, y'all, listen, listen. I know the Holy Ghost is doing some digging, but I need your faith to stay high. Come on, in the building and online, say, I speak strength to my focus. It's double so. So your fight is between going back and forth between this mind and that mind. You go back and forth. Your soul. It's double soul. Two minds about everything. Two thoughts about everything. Two wheels about everything. You're like, I am not eating that. I'm going to have a little bit. I'm not eating anymore. One box ain't going to kill nobody. I am not going to get a second box. But it is Jubilee. The Lord told me to celebrate. We about to fast. We about to fast. So the you ready? Here's the tension. You spend your whole day thinking about what you never do. The tension is all of your energy is spent ideating, but never implementing. You have more to-do lists than todolist.com. You got action plans, steps, reminders, voice memos, photoshots, screenshots, emails. You, you have 3,944 emails about what you gonna do. But tonight, that's, but tonight, uh-uh, come on Wednesday, I need your faith. We're about to go. Say, but tonight, my focus is coming back. Okay, here's the last heart. Here's the last. I'm showing you the tension, and this has to be tamed. This has to be tamed. Because he says, be focused, but you need to know what you're having to tame. You're going to have to tame distractions. Here's this last one. Unsubmitted. This is a stubborn heart. Okay? Some of you, watch me, you are, you are a soft stubborn. Some of you, you are strong stubborn. Let me explain the difference. Okay, come on. All right. You know, give me some rah-rah-rah marine stuff. Yeah, and the blood of Jesus. Listen, so I was the general, so I didn't know nothing about all of that stuff. I was up in the office <laughs> watching the work. Listen. <laughs> I was always in my professional attire. I was never, I don't know nothing about none of that. <laughs> all right, all right, watch. Some of you, some of you are a, a strong stubborn. I ain't doing it. You're strong. Some of you are soft stubborn. Okay. Did you do it? Mm -mm. Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> 
Y'all ready? Here you go. Here you go. We got to go. Here you go. So an unsubmitted heart is stubborn. So here's your tension that you, God, look at me. God, if you don't voluntarily break your will, is my crozier here or is it in Atlanta? Is it here? My crozier, is it here? Or is it in Atlanta? See if my crozier's here. See if my crozier's here. Oh, it's in Atlanta. Okay. Well, just go see if I got a backup. <laughs> just go check it out. Let's see. See if I got a backup crozier. All right. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. If you don't break your will, God's going to put somebody in your life that says, oh, you ain't going to do it. Every time you turn around, they're going to be like, and you're going to do this, and you need to do this, and you do this, and you need to do this. And you're going to be like, I can't stand them. And God, like, I know. I'm going to make them break your will down until you learn how to submit. Touch your neighbor, say, submit. See how quiet I got? Now, see, I knew I had it. I, I know where my stuff is. See, the tension. So uh, uh, as a bishop, we call it a crozier. Uh, it's called a shepherd's staff, shepherd's crook. Shepherd would use it to get the sheep. Okay? So sometimes sheep would, would wander and scatter. So the shepherd would he, he put it around the sheep's neck, and he'd say, come on over here. All right, you're doing the most. Stop all that. Put them over here. But when he found an unsubmitted sheep, he said, I, this ain't going to work. So watch me. He said, just like some of you parents get creative, a shepherd would take it and say, yeah, you ain't going to listen. I, I didn't told you. And what is God? He's the good shepherd. So this is what he does when you don't submit. I told you, you ain't going nowhere today. Oh, you ain't going to serve in church? Get you. I bet you will. I, well, what you going to do now? Hmm? Hmm? Oh, you ain't going to give? I bet you ain't going to have no money then. You ain't going to have nothing. Oh, you going to oh, get a man of God some trouble? Yeah, I got you. Yeah, because he specifically asked me to hurt you. I, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Anyway, I'm just playing. Look at me. He'll he breaks the legs of the sheep. Question. When are you going to recognize how broken your legs are? You're so strong. You're walking around like this. Oh my God, give me the strength, Lord. And God is like, I'm not going to do nothing. I'm going to break you down until you submit. In the building and online, lift your hands. Let's go old school for 10 seconds. Tell him, yes, Lord, I submit. Yes, Lord, I submit. Yes, Lord, I submit. Your will, your way. I will not be stubborn. I will not be stuck up. I will be submissive. Come on, Wednesday. Tell him, yes. Say it again. Say yes. And you wonder why you're always tired. It's because you have to use so much energy to walk on broken legs. You wonder why you wake up exhausted. It's because God is like, when is she going to recognize? And, and you think, I'm, I'm not, watch me. Pray for healing all you want. I'm not going to heal what I broke. Until what I broke makes you submit. Come on, how many of you know God has been doing some breaking in you? Ain't no shame in your game. Lift your hands, stand on your feet, and worship God for 10 seconds right there. 10, 9, 
eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, two. Stay right there. Tell him one more time. Say, God, I submit. Be seated. Almost done. There's the tension. There's the tension. That's why you got all these emotional ups and downs. There's the tension. Like, I'm really struggling with this. God is like, because you won't recognize that your legs are broke, partner. You don't want God to come at you like that. Because when he, the Bible says, he runs at me like a warrior, Job said. Which means God says, oh, you don't want to do this? It's going to be me and you in the playground after school at 3.30. I got Michael, Gabriel. <laughs> Who you got? Your mama and them? <laughs> Here's the tension. This heart is visually compliant, not submissive. So this heart will do it. But it's always so hard to get it to do anything because its heart really isn't to do anything. There's the tension. So you always have the same conversations about the same things. Your conversations never progress. The problems are never new. They're old. It's the same conversations because this heart is unsubmitted. Say, that's the tension. Say, that's what has to be tamed. Okay, okay, watch this. So here it is, and this is about as far. I'm going to have to skip one and get to this last one. You ready? Or do y'all want all three? You want all three? All right, cool. You got to move fast. I got to preach Speedy Gonzalez. Because I might just want to have one more little sandwich or something. <laughs> I'm just playing. This is after six. I ain't eating nothing. I'm having a water sandwich. Anybody around me already know I'm not eating nothing. All right, Psalm 5110. Watch what the psalmist says. Create in me. You know it. Clean heart, oh God. And renew a steadfast spirit in me. What does this mean? So how do you tame this tension? Here it is right here. The psalmist says, cut out my old heart. Cut it out. Because if, if I got to go through all this tension, just cut it out so the tension is. When, when the Lord called me to be a pastor, I didn't want to do it. So there was tension. The tension was, God, I, I don't want to do this. <laughs> It's very simple, the tension. <laughs> it's very simple. Son, this is what I called you to do. Mm -mm. <laughs> Get somebody else to do it. <laughs> and so I would worship, watch me, in rebellion. Mm. Why? Because I wouldn't tell him yes. And I wonder how many of y'all in this building and online, you worship it, but you are a whole rebellion person. You're all up in rebellion. Because I, I said, Lord, I, come on now. I said, Lord, people... I said, Lord, I'm okay being somebody's number two. Let me be, let me be the bad cop. Let me pull them in the office and boop, pop their head on the desk. And, Lord, and let me say, you bet not. I said, let me do that. I was happy with that. <laughs> I, said, I said, Lord, let me do that. He said, nope. I said, okay. And so I literally did stuff. Here was the tension. I did stuff. I was like, okay, we're going to have some... Young adult gatherings. Here's the tension, because I'm not obeying. How many of you are giving him what he didn't ask for? 
Here's Lord, I give, I give myself away. You a liar. That's the fourth of you. Come on, this is Wednesday. I got to teach, teach raw. So I said, let's do these young adult gatherings. He's like, that is not what I said to do. Now, I'm going to let you do a couple of those. You better give me what I asked for. So the tension got stronger, 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 until finally he had broken me down so much. I said, well, God, dog, yes, Lord. And then I thought when I gave him a yes, he was instantly going to make it easy. And I said, Lord, how much time have I wasted because of my tension? Touch your neighbor and say, I rebuke you wasting time. You could have already been and did what you're trying to do, but you're sitting up wasting time. He said, cut out my heart. Dispatch a new one. A clean heart. Pay attention. Not a perfect one, but a clean one. So he's like, I'm not asking you for a perfect heart. I'm just asking you for something clean. Like, don't give me something you wouldn't want to eat off of. Don't give me something you wouldn't want. Imagine going to a restaurant. They give you somebody else's dirty dishes and saying, now, you need to be grateful because I gave you this. But how many Christians, this is what you give the Lord every day? No, you need to be thankful that I'm going to church because my friend don't go to church. And that's why she's going through what she's going through. And renew a steadfast spirit in me. Steadfast means loyal. He said, God, as I've been going through some stuff, it's messed with my loyalty. It's messed with my consistency. It's messed with my faithfulness. So what does he ask for? He says, renew this. In other words, there's a subscription that hasn't been paid, and I'm the one that hasn't paid it. And I'm needing to put this new credit card number in there and pay the price for renewal. Pray this prayer. Say, Father, in Jesus' name. Create a clean heart in me and renew a right spirit within me. Now. All right, let me give you these last two real fast. Number two, here's the tension, worship and work. I told you the story in Luke 10, uh, uh, verse 39. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, listened to what he said. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sisters let me do all the work? By myself, tell her to come help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you worried and upset about a whole lot of stuff. This isn't about this. You blame it on serving. It's not serving. You mad about a whole bunch of other stuff that ain't got nothing to do with this. Few things are needed, and indeed only one. In other words, pay attention. Here's the tension. Martha, it's not a lot to do. Your issue is that you've made it a lot to do. You are only preparing for three people. Me, your sister, and yourself. Three people, and you sitting up here acting all stressed out, it ain't that much. The real issue is you got other stuff going on that's affecting how you're handling this stuff. Here's my other problem. Here's the tension. Martha, you never ask your sister for help. You just complain to me that she didn't help you. Which means you never really wanted help. You wanted attention. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You never really wanted help because you never asked her. You just wanted to complain to me. And what you thought you were going to get from me, you're not. Because I'm not going to tell her to do nothing. You fix it. You, it's quiet in this building, church. Mary has chosen what is better in this moment. Worship and work. Worship and serve. Serve and worship. What's the tension here? confirmation bias. 
What is that? When you have decided to believe something, everything you see only reinforces what you've already decided to believe. So you have a bias towards confirming what you've already decided you want to believe. So since you want to believe your sister never helps you, that's what you see. That's what you see. Because that's what you've decided you want to believe. So, watch me. When you've decided you're not appreciated, that's what you want to see. So now, no matter how many times you're told, great job, you appreciate it. I so appreciate you. I appreciate you. Oh, child, I appreciate you. Girl, I appreciate you. No matter how many times somebody says that to you, you don't hear it. Because you've decided they don't love you, no matter what they do. They didn't bought you the sun, the moon, the rain, the stars, all that they got. I'll give you everything and more. And that's not enough. Because you have decided you're not loved. So because you've decided that, everything you see confirms that. That's your tension. Your tension is, is that you have decided what your reality will be instead of letting your reality tell you what it is. So because you've decided it's not going to work for you, everything you see says it's not going to work. It ain't going to work for me. Here's an approval. Yeah, but it ain't going to work. Here go exactly what you need. Yeah, but it ain't going to work. Say, Lord, I release my confirmation bias. Come on, Wednesday. We got to go. I knew this was going to be rough. That's why I did it on a Wednesday. Come on. Many people, this this is your tension. Your tension is that you have confirmation bias. You only see what you've already decided it is. You're not actually seeing what it is. Because you've already decided what it is. You've decided you're in a cage. Uh, come on. Come on. I was going to use him, but come on. The Lord has need of you. Come on, come on. Come on, would you hop in there for me? I know you're tall, but you got it. There you go. You're flexible. There we go. There we go. Bam. Okay, there we go. You've decided. I just can't get out. God. God, open the door. Open the door, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. Open the door. You're complaining about a door. You just mad that he didn't do this. But it wouldn't have made a difference because you didn't do nothing when it was there. You have confirmation. That's your tension. I'm just waiting on God. To do what? What are you waiting on? I thought this, come on here, let's preach it. Come on, let's ride home, Tonto. I thought this was your year of Jubilee, where it was a year of celebration, restoration, and emancipation, where there are no restrictions. You're complaining about what's already open, what's already able, and what's already prepared. Touch your neighbor say, I rebuke your confirmation bias. Thank you. Wrong neighbor, touch another neighbor and say, I rebuke your confirmation bias. I pray that you see what it really is. I pray that you recognize what it really is. It's not as bad as you made it. It's not as negative as you called it. I cancel every curse you've spoken over your own situation and over your own life. Everybody stand. Everybody stand. Let's get to this last one. Let's get to this last one. Woo. Let's get to this last one. Let's get to this last one. Let's get to this last one. Because you've decided they don't like you. Every email you read, 
is they don't like you. Everything you read is they don't like you. I remember, I remember one, and they're listening to me, and they'll be all right. I remember one time somebody told me, they said, sir, I just think you hate me. I said, hate you? I said, let's get this straight. I said, so you think that I'm going to have you all up in my, hell in my stuff, and I hate you? I said, let me tell you how much I love you. And then I went down the list. And then all of a sudden, they were like, you do love me. <laughs> I said, my assignment is to stretch you. I will not be found guilty of being an irresponsible pastor who was trying to be a motivational speaker. That's why some of y'all got to be careful the voices you listening to because shepherds have to give an account. Inspirational speakers don't. Shepherds have to stand before God. Inspirational speakers just cash the checks. Last one. Number three, you have to focus and fight. Here's the tension, Nehemiah 4.17. He says, those who were rebuilding the wall those who were rebuilding the wall, they worked with one hand and held a weapon with the other hand. And I told you on Sunday, you're going to have to focus and fight. Now, here's the tension. Say, where's the tension, Bishop? First Peter 5, 8. Keep a cool head. Touch your neighbor on the shoulder. Say, I rebuke your hot-headedness. All that popping off. Ain't nobody got time for that. says, keep a cool head. I like the message Bible. <laughs> this is the North Denver Bible. This is the South Side of Atlanta Bible. This is the Orange Mound Bible. This is the South Side of Chicago Bible. <laughs> this is them two streets in Colorado Springs Bible. <laughs> Both. <laughs> This is the whole Detroit Bible. Listen. Look what he said. Keep a cool head. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Why? The devil is poised to pounce. And he would love nothing better than to catch you napping. If you don't focus and fight, you're going to spend your time lackadaisical, unproductive, unfocused, waiting on something to happen, move God, do it, Lord. And God says, you're not focused and you're not fighting. So consequently, the devil is looking to pounce. You just think it's an innocent conversation, but you know that that person doesn't mean you well. You just think it's an innocent email, but you know where that can, y'all ain't going to talk. So what, is, what, is, what, is, what does Peter say? He says, he's ready to pounce on you. And I don't know about you, but if he don't like me, I can't stand him. I'm on what he on. So if he ready to pounce on me, 
stay ready. Because I'm ready to pounce on any attack, on anything the enemy would send my way or send my direction. So when he pounces, I'm like, oh no, this ain't no pounce. Because everybody know I was already ready for you in the first place. Lift your hands, open your mouth, say, I'll stay ready. I'll focus and I'll fight. Now I need the warrior in you to be stirred up for just the next few seconds. So I need a war cry to come out of this building and online. A war cry that says I'm focused and I'm fighting. I'm focused and I'm fighting. Come on Wednesday. I'm focused and I'm fighting. I got a weapon in one hand and I'm riding with another hand. I got my vision in one hand. I got a weapon in the other hand. Come on Wednesday. I'm focused, I'm fighting. I'm focused, I'm fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm. Here's about eyes closed. Everybody stand, we're going home. If you're in this building or online, you need to become a Christian. First thing you need to do, the tension you need to tame is this thing between you and God. Tonight's your night to give your life fully to him. Secondly, if you're giving your life to the Lord, you're not been faithful. Tonight's your night to come back. Thirdly, if you're like, Bishop, I don't know where things stand with God. Here's the tension you need to tame. Be sure. If either three of those is you, on three, I'm going to ask that you slip your hand up in the building. Online, I'm going to ask that you do the hand wave emoji and say it's me. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. On three, one, two. Father, draw your people unto yourself. Let them know they are not condemned. Let them know that they are loved 100% unconditionally by you and at harvest. In Jesus' name. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in this building. Online, do the hand wave emoji. Say it's me. Hallelujah. Everybody, pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. In Jesus' name, I'm taming the tension. I'm taming the tension. I'm taming the tension. In Jesus' name. You just pray that prayer for the first time. Take your phone out. Scan the QR code or text the word HARVEST to 55498. When you do that, enter the option for salvation. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.